Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Welcome, 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 everyone. The Sharp Lessons Podcast. It's Picks Thursday, our favorite day of the week. He's Nate Jacobson. I'm Ben Wittenstein. Appreciate everyone subscribing, liking, rating, reviewing through this little college football journey that we're on for Stadium Sports Betting Podcast. You can find us on Twitter at Stadium Bets. Nate has his own Twitter, Nate Jacobson. Ben Wittenstein, I have my own Twitter as well. You can follow us. We'll be posting all of our picks. Stadium Bets will be posting all the videos for the best bets. Very exciting, Nate. And in honor of Picks Thursday, without planning anything, we wore the same we wore the same sweatshirt. Little live on the line action. Yeah. So in the video, if you go to Stadium Bets and you see our betting video and, and see some picks for uh, some clips from the episode, we'll be we'll be looking sharp. We're in the same we're in the same stuff. Yeah, totally not planned at all. No, it wasn't. Never never planned it. Uh, we're not ones to plan out our outfits. I'll tell you that. Maybe we should now that we wore the same thing. <laughs> possibly it's fall in Chicago, so uh, it is. It's had to wear a little bit warmer weather, but it's it's perfect weather and it reminds me of uh, football and. Nothing better than October college football, which is what we're going to get to. That means conference play is here. Yep. That means we'll find out more about these teams as they play more high leverage games, which is always fun on Saturdays. And then, yep. of course, the uh, the grind of the NFL, where I feel like after the first three weeks, the the lines get really sharp, really tight. It's harder to find NFL stuff. It's a it lot is. of uh, monitoring injury news, which I feel like a, some teams have a slew of injuries, and we have to kind of wait and see what's going to happen, and, and practice reports become more important. So just kind of uh, that's what's going on, but happy that October is, is getting here, and uh, the, the sign of the weather changing is kind of a, a sign that football is going to get better and more oh, competitive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Football's only already just begun, honestly. And even though it's college football, what, week five? Like, it's almost halfway through college, college football, football flies insane. by. It always it's does. It's wild. You just blink, and all of a sudden it's November. And, yeah, I hate it. Yeah, it's tough, but at least those Saturdays are are pretty enthralling, especially if you're That's watching true. the games for 12, 14 hours now that we have some of these late Pac-12 kickoffs going yeah. on Saturday night into Sunday morning. All right, so let's let's get to the picks, Nate. Let's just do it. We got college football picks, we got some NFL picks, and then we'll finish off the episode with our best bets. Let's start with some college football picks. Um, let, let's start with the game that both you and I disagree on. Sure. We we rarely have the disagreements on this pod, uh, which I think is a good thing. We because we usually win when we agree. But disagreement time. Kentucky Ole Miss, and that line, as far as I know, still around seven. I don't know if you've seen any movement since. Yeah. Ole Miss the favorite at home minus seven. I like Kentucky as the road dog plus seven, and you're liking Ole Miss at home. Yeah. So early in the week, I thought Ole Miss would be a side I'd like. It got quickly bet up. I think open minus four, and and pretty much while Sunday NFL was going on, and I wasn't really paying attention to the college lines, it was six and a half, and then seven. And yeah. I think this line just kind of indicates that even though Kentucky number seven team in the AP poll and, and Ole Miss still top fifteen, but doesn't have that 
top 10 stats here that Ole Miss is the better team, that they're kind of the sharper side because they took money. However, I can't talk you out of now betting Kentucky at plus seven just because it's a good number. It's a key number. Ole Miss still has some question marks because they haven't played anyone good. Their only Power Five team they've played is Georgia Tech, and Georgia Tech just fired their coach. Yes. So I think it's kind of a good litmus test, at least for Ole Miss. I know we kind of think we know what Kentucky might be. They won at Florida early in the year, but that win is starting to look less impressive after Florida almost lost to USF in Week 3 and then lost at Tennessee last week. I think my big question this game and – why I'm betting against Kentucky is or looking to bet against in Kentucky especially if it gets down to six and a half or six on game day which I'm kind of waiting out for is just doubts of Will Levis yes uh, I know he has the NFL people t- like him. buzz for yeah. the draft like a like the third quarterback behind Stroud and Young I kind of still have to see it with him and a road game um, a week after they struggled with NIU I, I think Ole Miss is really the only way I could look although if you are just kind of grabbing numbers i could see why people and, and you would be on the wildcats here i can see i i think ole miss wins i do i think ole miss wins this game they're at home lane kiffin seems to be rolling with the way he's been coaching his team and the, and the team's been responding but once it got to seven i i think i had i just had to take kentucky on principle because i do think both these teams are a lot closer than the spread indicates than the rankings indicate kentucky should not be a top 10 team and i think we can both agree on that like in the rankings Probably number seven in the country is a little overblown for them, and the market seems to tend to agree with them being underdogs to the 14th-ranked team. But both these teams had clunkers last week, which I think is an interesting indication. Both of them haven't really played a difficult schedule, as you said, so this is going to be the first time they've really come up against any tough competition. So I just think with the similarities, Kentucky's getting back running back Chris Rodriguez, which is going to be huge to their offense and opening that up because he was suspended four games he scored two touchdowns against Ole Miss last year. I think he ran for like 130-something yards. He has a really good ability to open up this offense for Will Levis to really for both of them to reach their potential. So with that in mind, with them, with me thinking that the teams are a little bit closer in ability and talent than maybe the number seems to indicate, I'll take Kentucky and, and I'll take the points. Yeah, definitely. Probably the 11 a.m. game I'm, I'm most interested in watching, um, and not just because yeah. of a potential bets, just kind of a – getting to know these two SEC teams, two teams that definitely aren't in the top two conversation. But I think there's a huge drop from Georgia to Alabama to the next tier. I think Tennessee right now would would have the claim as the third best team in the SEC in general. But Ole Miss still has a shot to maybe be the second best team in the SEC when it's all said and done. And then Kentucky will be battling Tennessee for that second spot in the East. So Game I'm always looking uh, always looking forward to seeing like the SEC crossover division games happen because uh, we don't see them as often. Although you said Kentucky played Ole Miss last year, uh, I believe so. I That's believe what, this this might be a protected crossover cross division game. Yeah. So I guess we might see this every year, but uh, just fascinating to see these uh, these <clears throat> two teams. Yeah, it really is. And and honestly, I, I do think that addition of of Chris Rodriguez is uh, is impressive um for for what they can do i think it may have been a couple years ago that they actually played each other um looking at his stats but either way kentucky plus seven i think is is my way to go uh yeah they play Ole miss in 2020 excuse me it wasn't last year 2020 good call he scored two touchdowns 133 yards that must have been the the covid season when there was only conference play and i think they kind of made up the schedule on the fly yeah so that was a good call but yeah i mean he's had success against them before so I, i do like his return being this game 
you have a game, a team that you've been high on. You had their their team total, team win total over, and it's the Wildcats from Kansas State. Yeah, huge win last week to get back on track. They lost to Tulane in week three, and they go to Norman, win that game, yep. and, and a game that I really like that they won because I have them 18-1 to win the Big 12. Yeah. So that was a huge obstacle getting that game early. And, yeah, so Kansas State, happy they won. Although not the perfect spot, I guess, to back them this week, coming off that big win where they probably saw upgrade to their their power rating, but I think it's too hard to ignore what's Texas Tech is coming into this game, a team that just had a storm the field win against Texas. I always yeah. like fading college teams, yeah, they fade when they storm high. the field win, yeah. and then they have to go on the road the next week. Manhattan, Kansas, not an easy place to play. Far trip, mm-hmm. just like not just places where big 12 teams just dread going typically in football and last week texas tech was super fortunate if you look at the post-game win expectancy from bill conley's espn advanced box scores texas tech only had a 2.4 percent chance of winning that game so not only are they coming off this emotional high they're probably not as good as we think because of that win against Texas. So yeah. I think they're very vulnerable here. And Kansas State, a team I don't always love betting teams like Kansas State who might not have explosive offense when they have to lay a lot of points. But I think Adrian Martinez, if we get at least a solid version of him where he's not turning over the ball, that he kind of gives them a little bit of a higher upside where they can win by margin. So seven and a half is the number now. At this point, I'm just kind of waiting to see if we get a seven on game day. If not, I'm fine with laying seven and a half or eight on Kansas State since those numbers aren't you know much of a difference in terms of getting on key numbers in college football. So Kansas State, a bet for me. Obviously not the perfect spot for them, but Texas Tech is total fade material going into this Saturday. I want to stay in Kansas, do the opposite of the Wizard of Oz. Let's stay in Kansas, Kansas-Iowa State, over 59. Kansas being an underdog at home is so tempting to me. Bet the money line, bet plus three, whatever it is. I'm going to stay away from that, and I'm going to go with over 59 in this one. And Kansas's offensive stats have been really impressive, Nate, so far this season. They're, I, I think they're second in the country in points per play. I think it's like 0. .71, 0. .70 points per play this season. Their offense has been legit. Defensively? They're not great in terms of yardage given up per game. They're probably like bottom 25. I think it's over 400 yards a game that they give up on average defensively. I I think this is a game where both teams score. Both teams are going to be able to score. Kansas, um, offensively too, their their rate and tempo is pretty high. So they'll they'll move the ball. They'll get the points pretty quickly. And Iowa State, I, I believe, will be able to do something similar. Not as quick as Kansas, but they'll be able to score. Both these teams scoring in the 30s I don't think is a ridiculous ridiculous expectation. So I'm going to go over 59 for for this game. Since we're talking about this game, do you just want to get the uh, sexy pick segment out of the way? Yeah, let's do and it. And talk about it. Sexy pick time. So, yeah, the sexy pick, the idea of that is kind of the, the team that the public has drawing – they're drawing towards in terms of betting or – like they're the popular team, and I think in this case it's both. They are the popular team in college football, a team who's had very little success. And some people might not think winning four games, they're starting 4-0 and is a big deal, but for Kansas it is. They were yeah. that bottom of the barrel in college football, and Lance Leopold has done a great job, and I wouldn't be surprised if he's coaching Nebraska, or at least a bigger program next year, just because of the success he's had at building up a roster that's kind of at its lowest point, which – if you look at college football now, I think that's where Nebraska is, and they could use someone who can kind of build it up 
and win immediately, which is what yeah, he's right. doing That's in Kansas because he didn't take over till la- uh, from last spring. So this is his like first full year in terms of like recruiting and everything. He was a late hire uh, last spring after Les Miles was let go. So Kansas, they are the sexy pick of the week, but I want people to be cautious. <laughs> Three points. Don't get attracted against, to I know points. Iowa State isn't, isn't special. I do like Matt Campbell, but they do replace a lot offensively, and they lost last week to Baylor uh, as a home favorite, which kind of surprised me they were favored in that game just because I thought Iowa State, the perception of them was down. But Kansas was a two-touchdown underdog at West Virginia a couple weeks ago. Two weeks yeah. ago, they were a pretty big underdog at Houston. I feel like if it wasn't for all this Kansas hype, just say they were just playing well and they like lost to West Virginia and maybe lost close to Houston, this line would be like six, seven points. So I think you're getting you basically if you're betting Kansas now, I just feel like it's it's they could definitely win. They could cover in college football. We don't know a lot about these things, but you're kind of paying a premium on the point and I think I'm gonna be selling high on the Jayhawks and lay a, lay a short number with Kentucky. Yeah, I would agree. I think that when you when you look at plus three or the money line, I think you have to go money line, right? You, you, you'd you have to go money line for Kansas because plus three at that point, you're not getting the best number. You just yeah. think they're going to win or they're not. Yeah, you know? and, and pardon me. I, I meant to say Iowa State, not Kentucky. I was thinking of <laughs> Kentucky. Uh, kind of similar schools, though, in the way they play. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, I think I don't think I can truly pick a winner or put any money behind a winner, to be quite honest, in this one. That's why I'm going over. I like the offense. Now, a game I'm going under, though, Nate, and this is a bit of a – a little scary bet to make. So Iowa, Michigan, first half under 21 and a half. And this game, I think, is going to be gross. It's going to be classic Big Ten football. You're going to have the defenses, two of the top defenses in the country playing each other. Iowa's offense is about as bad of an offense as I think I have seen in the past couple of years. I, I just don't know how they score in this one. For the full game, which is a little teaser for my best bet, or just for the first half. Michigan is a good first-half team. They, they really are. They, they average 30 points a game in the first half, but they have not faced a defense like Iowa this season. Three, four scores in the first half, that is, that's asking a lot for these teams. And if it's going to be anyone that scores, it's probably going to be Michigan. I just don't see it. I, I, it's going to take a little bit. We saw Michigan have a bit of a slow start at home against Maryland where they yeah. struggled a little bit to score, and they struggled – to stop Maryland, but I don't think they're going to have that issue with Iowa. But it was a slow start for Michigan at home. I, I, I don't see four scores in the first half. I just don't. So Michigan has played Maryland, as you mentioned last week, and Maryland played them close. They covered. But before that, Michigan played three terrible teams in Colorado State, Hawaii, and UConn. So it's hard to kind of for me to judge what Michigan is. And after the Maryland game, I'm still kind of unsure what they are. And I think this was, on paper, before the year, this would be like the true test of what Michigan is. Going to Kinnick Stadium, always a tougher place to play in theory. But I just because of this Iowa offense being so inept, like even if Michigan's defense plays well, I don't know if I'm going to have a, a true like opinion about Michigan. I think yeah. the, the interesting thing here in, in terms of Michigan's offense is how J.J. McCarthy looks – Yes. On, in his first road game against a good defense. So I will give him that, that they are playing a really strong defense, but I don't expect much from Iowa's offense. So I kind of tend to agree. An early start, I think Iowa's yep. defense will be flying. Maybe McCarthy struggles a little bit to start the game in his first true road test. So I do like the idea of going under in the first half. I might I might tail that when I'm looking at the board Saturday Woo! morning. 
And the nice part is, too, also Michigan, not super turnover inept. And Iowa loves to pick off footballs. They, yeah, they love well, to intercept. So we're, we might see a, a strong ground game for Michigan. Yeah, I mean, we saw this game last year in the Big Ten yeah. championship. Uh, a little bit different outlook for the teams. I think Michigan's offense on paper could be better. Uh, the mm-hmm. defense was definitely better last year. Uh, the Iowa's offense has really dropped off, even though that wasn't a good offense yeah. uh, late in that December game last year. So there's a little bit of familiarity that we these teams played each other about nine, nine, ten months ago. So that also kind of gives you a little, another thing, a reason to bet the uh, under, look under early in the game, which kind of like that idea because late in the game, maybe Michigan pulls away, yeah, runs up the score, yeah. take out the full game stuff, and just go with the first 30 minutes. 100%. All right, you got one more college pick that you like? Yeah, so I'll, I'll just say it. Florida State, and I think a lot of people are going to be awake for us, but if this yeah. line drops to six and a half or six yep. before the game, I'm going to definitely make a case for Florida State. Actually, I actually do want to look up some more stuff about them in terms of how they've had to prepare during Hurricane Ian, if that's kind of impacted the practice schedule. But I think this is a letdown for Wake Forest off the overtime loss to Clemson, a game they played very well in, but they lost. But the week before, they struggled with Liberty. So I don't think we're going to get that accounting account of Wake Forest that we did see last week. And it'll be more towards the middle when they struggle against Liberty. I just like Florida's Florida State team. They're 4-0. Jordan Travis improved a lot. He's yeah. healthy. There was a lot of doubts going into last week how he'd play, but he looked fine. So Florida State is the way I'm going to look in this game. And uh, I guess at this point, it's just kind of look and see what the weather situation is down yes. there, if there's still rain from the hurricane or wind. So if uh, it is bad weather, I might just stay away because it's going to be expecting Florida State to, to, to go up by a lot. But I would definitely stay away from betting Wake Forest here. Florida State's the better team. Uh, let's see. I've got two more college picks for you. I'll rat them off pretty quickly. First one, UAB minus 10 against Rice. Very quickly, love UAB's defense, and I think UAB's defense is going to do a really good job against Rice. Rice has been covering, but UAB minus 10, you're not getting that 10.5, which I like. Keeps it at just double digits. Um, so give me UAB. Give me UAB minus 10 against Rice. Love it. NC State plus 7 against Clemson. Clemson on the road at night is tough. That's that's tough for any team. But I think NC State offensively is going to be good enough. They're going to test this Clemson defense, which really did not impress me against Wake Forest. Uh, Devin Leary, you know how much I love Devin Leary and how much I love NC State. So I, I think tough road environment. Give me that plus seven. It was at six and a half yesterday. It's at plus seven now. Clemson getting a little bit of money towards the latter half of this week. Give me the Wolfpack. Plus seven. I like it. I'll be rooting for NC State for win total purposes, but I won't be involved in terms of side because of there's also going to be a lot of rain that night and potential win. So kind of that week in college football where it's already a tough board and then you have to try to navigate some of these weather stuff going on in the in the Carolinas, Virginia. Yes. Still stuff from Florida, and there's a bunch of games that actually have been already moved uh, to Sunday in the state of Florida and I think maybe some other states too. Uh, let's do some dogs with bite. One of our favorite college football segments. So what are some underdogs to be aware of? Let's start with the early start. Illinois. I love it. Plus seven on the, on the spread. Yeah. A low total. I think the under makes a lot of sense in this game, but I think I'm going to have a little bit on Illinois money line just because a little sprinkle. Don't really like this Wisconsin team. 
it's a team that last week got blown out by Ohio State that we saw, and I think that's a true reflection of that team. I don't think it – you know Ohio State's a very good team. I just Wisconsin doesn't have it this year defensively. Nope. Offensively, I, maybe Graham Mertz is playing better, but I'm, I just think Illinois – the gap between these two teams isn't that big. Plus, you get the Brett Bielema returning to Madison factor. I feel like in a game with a low total, there's a chance that Illinois is, is I think, is very live in this game as underdogs. 100%. So it's kind of one of those things where you could bet plus seven and, and Wisconsin just because they might have a little bit more of a physicality advantage. They could go out and, and win this game big. But I think there's kind of a, even though it's a low total, a wide range of outcomes, and Illinois definitely is live in the game. And then other one later in the day, California playing at Washington State. Washington State off that big game against Oregon where they didn't play that well but they somehow blew a 12-point lead and then they ended up covering really weird game but also like kind of Cal coming in went out last week scored 49 points on Arizona I know Arizona isn't a good defense but when you have Cal's offense scoring that much is a good sign because their offense is pretty anemic at least the last few years under Justin Wilcox who's defensive minded head coach but then that Cal lost to Notre Dame week three looks a lot better that Notre Dame went out to UNC UNC off a bye and scored 45 on North Carolina and Notre Dame kind of a lot of questions about their offense down to the second string quarterback that Cal faced so I think Cal is kind of in a good spot here where they're maybe a little undervalued and they're catching a Washington State team at a bad time and Cal plus 160 on the money line I might actually bet them to plus four um, have that on the Action Network tracking app if I do place that bet before Saturday that Illinois bet I think I, I think I have to put some money on the Illinois money line Plus seven, I love. Be great to do it legally. Yeah, let's We'd love try, to do it legally in the state. Let's drive to Indiana tomorrow yes. and, and, and maybe hit up the Horseshoe Casino <laughs> and, and buy a, a cheap carton of cigarettes and sell them. That's uh, the dream. Sell them at, at bars this winter. You're it's, talking about my dream Friday over here. <laughs> it's perfect. Cheap gas, too. <laughs> We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, let's do some NFL picks. Looking at the NFL slate for Sunday, Nate. Um, it's it's an interesting slate. Yeah. Where do we want to start? I don't know. Here, here's the thing, too, and I and I talked about this on Tuesday. I don't – I'm done – I'm – Theoretically, I was done betting sure. NFL sides for favorites. Well, do you want to start the London game? I see you yeah. have a, a side yeah. there, and, and that could actually – yeah, so let's yeah. let's start off that game. The uh, the Saints playing this uh, or hosting. I guess it's in London, it Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Yes, Minnesota is Oopee. is playing the Saints. Yep, and in New Orleans is losing a home game because of it. And eight thirty start local time too. The line now is pretty much two and a half across the board. It looks like, but there's been some threes flickering on yes. this game because of Jameis Winston's status. Andy Dalton would take his place if he did not wasn't able to go. I know he's been playing the last few weeks with 
fractured spine or vertebrae. It's something that sounds really painful, and yeah, if you're watching good. them play, it clearly is impacting his play. So what's what's which way are you looking in this one? I like the Vikes. Give me Minnesota. No primetime Kirk. Playing in the daytime. Playing in the morning, technically, over here right. across the pond. Um, and I know you like the Vikings just in general, yeah. usually week by week. I just like this number. Under a field goal, the Saints have not impressed me. No matter who's quarterback, if it's Jameis, honestly, the line should go up in favor of the Vikings probably, to be quite honest, because he hasn't really looked good, and the Saints haven't looked good. They didn't look good against the Panthers. Their offense is a bit anemic. And the Vikings, to their credit, when it's not primetime Kirk, their offense is unbelievable. It really is. He has so many weapons offensively, and I know defensively they've had their issues, and they've been frustrating at times for Vikings fans. Um, but two and a half as a favorite against a, against a team for the Saints that I think is still at the very most plateauing, let alone going downwards. I like the Vikings here. So was it fair to say that you'd rather have Jameis Winston in his current physical state play over yeah. Andy Dalton? Hundred yeah, percent. I I don't I'd, actually. I'd rather have Jameis even healthy. Honestly, he right. hasn't impressed me much. Yeah, and I'm not saying Andy Dalton's a good quarterback, but if he does start. I don't think this line is going to go up as high as people might think. Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot in this line being factored that Winston isn't 100%. So if you go to an Andy Dalton at, at assuming 100%, I, I think it'll definitely be three but and three and a half, but I don't think it'll be too much higher than that. If it is, I'd probably actually bet the Saints at like plus four if it's Andy Dalton. Yeah, just because <laughs> I would be more likely to yeah, do it. So it's one of those things, if you want to get ahead of the news, it bet the, lay the two and a half now with the Vikings and Winston doesn't play, then you'd have an opportunity to, to either middle it or just get out of your bet without, you know, yeah. uh, losing too much or, you know, a half unit back on the, uh, on the, on the saints plus the points. If it is like three, three and a half, even, even four. So yeah, a game I'm kind of waiting on a lot, like a lot of NFL games. It's kind of a, a wait and see approach with a lot of injury stuff. And this definitely is one of them when it involves a quarterback, wake up a bit early, get the tee going, stay in the robe, watch, watch the Vikings decimate the New Orleans Saints. A game that both you and I like and we talked about on Tuesday, if you listen to the podcast on Tuesday, the New England Patriots. Now, that number isn't exactly where I think either of us wanted it to be, betting the Patriots. It's no longer double-digit underdog. No. But at plus nine, and apparently it's a plus nine because there is still a slight possibility Mac Jones could play from what I saw yesterday, what Bill Belichick was saying, which I, I'm still fine with that playing uh getting nine with the patriots with mac jones yeah i don't i don't believe bill belichick at all he's a guy who's <laughs> who's lied before the media fair. and yeah, he doesn't care. i mean sure if mac jones plays i actually probably just stay away because he has a high ankle sprain and he's not yeah. a mobile quarterback to begin with but i'd rather probably have a healthy brian hoyers than a mac jones who some doctors are saying this is like a a, a month injury and, and maybe sooner because he isn't a mobile quarterback so I mean, he could he could be dinged up or limping around, but he's not playing in this game. I, I'd be absolutely stunned. And I did listen back to the podcast just to you know see hear what we said. And I, I said that, and this is really dumb that I said this, but I said like there's no way this game line goes under double digits. And like a few hours later, the nine and a half started showing on New England. <laughs> I even said that like this you line could get coming. to like this line could get to like twelve, maybe thirteen. I, and that yeah. was just absolutely ridiculous that I thought that. Yeah. Maybe if Bailey Zappi, the former Western Kentucky quarterback, and I guess not the new backup quarterback for the Patriots, yeah. third string was starting, then that would be like thirteen. 
Yeah. But Brian Hoyer, not a good quarterback, but he's a veteran. Game he's, manager. It's I think he can time. do enough just to like manage the game, hand the ball off. The Packers' run defense has struggled this season. Yeah. So I think there is definitely a path for the Patriots to cover this game. And if it gets back to plus 10, I'll definitely have something on New England um, plus the points. I like it. No, I'm in total agreement with that. Yeah. Now, I have Denver with a question mark. So it's more like Denver? Denver against the Raiders plus two and a half. I have Russ on the fantasy team, and so I'll be the first to tell you how disappointed I am in that offense. And sure, Nathaniel Hackett has no business being two and one in the NFL this season. Yet the Raiders, zero and three. Yeah, exactly. Favorites against Denver. Yeah, it's hard not to. It's it's hard not to want to put money on Denver plus two and a half here. No, I, I agree here. I don't I don't understand why this is is two and a half. I, I don't know. This baseline indicates that the Raiders are the better team, and I strongly disagree yeah, with that. It should be a pick of maybe. And, and I would disagree with that even if the Raiders maybe won that like Arizona game or something. And, right. and it actually flicked to three at a few places yesterday. So I think there's you know an opportunity. If you can get the Broncos plus three, that's going to be a very strong bet with Ooh, me. Oh, yeah. Especially because – What's the movement been like? Wilson, Wilson obviously hasn't looked good. Hackett's kind of been a – a disaster from like the perception and we just saw them really struggle Sunday night football in prime time but I feel like there's a something being built in this line that the Raiders are the desperate team because they need to win they're the only team in the NFL that's 0-3 yeah and just because you there's a must win or have to win or more desperate team doesn't mean they're going to win and if that's built into the line I'll play against that more times than not so Broncos for me um, looking ahead to the teaser segment, definitely will be a part of my my teasers that I use on Sunday, especially if it's only two and a half. But a, at a plus three uh, with re- reasonable juice, I will definitely have a bet on the Denver Broncos Sunday. Yeah, I 100 percent agree. That that line is just very that was very confusing to me to see. And, and I know the Broncos love look bad, and and I think the the general consensus consensus among people is Nathaniel Hackett, bad coach, bad play caller. Broncos are trash. They're two and one though, and they and they figure out how to win games somehow. So if they're playing a bad Raiders team and they're getting points, and it gets to plus three, give me that. Yeah, give me it all day. And I think we discussed this on the show last year. The Raiders are never going to have a true home field advantage, at least for most games. Like right. Maybe against the Chargers, they will. But if you're a Denver fan, if you're a Kansas City fan, and you're looking to do a road trip, you're going to go to Vegas because it's the most fun city to be in. And same thing with a lot of other uh, fan bases when they go to Vegas. Like mm-hmm. I know uh, Chicago last year was there, and there was a ton of Bears fans that we know made the trip. And, and when Philly made the trip, a ton of Philly fans, even Washington, D.C., and, and the commander of the football team. So a lot of you're going to always get a lot of road fans, especially yes. in these division games because – I'm sure Denver fans did travel to away for the Raiders before, and now that it's in Las Vegas and that beautiful stadium, and there's plenty to do out there, yep. they're going to make that trip a lot. So I'd expect a, a pretty raucous crowd, but kind of a, a mix in terms of the, uh, the the sound and the and the noise from that crowd at uh, Allegiant Stadium, I think it is. Yeah, in Vegas. Yeah. So gambling yeah, stadium. Broncos for me, uh, definitely something I, I like and feel like uh, this line should be closer to pick them, honestly. Yeah, I like it. Um, looking at uh, your – you got one more. It's the Ravens. Playing the Bills. Going to be a fun game. Yeah, so there's actually two I want to go over. Oh, yeah, one the more. I forgot Bears about. plus 
Bears plus three. Yes. It's mostly a bet against the Giants. I just don't think the Giants should be a field goal favorite against really anyone in the yeah. league. We Especially saw without Sterling. Yeah, the the wide receiver situation is really bleak. Sterling Shepard, ACL, Kadarius Tony, Wandale Robinson, uh, still on the mend. I, it doesn't sound like they're going to be back from what I was reading. Uh, if they weren't ready for the Monday game, that's probably a big ask for them to come back on a, on a Sunday. And just the last few weeks, the Giants have been bet against against the Panthers at home, the Cowboys at home. They did win the Panthers game despite not looking good at all. And then the Cowboys got there on, on Monday night. And now the Bears, a team I'm I'm low on. I know I'm from Chicago and, and I guess a Bears fan, but I'm as low as anyone on the Bears. So it's not like I'm – this is not a biased pick at all. I, I, <laughs> I've bet against the Bears yeah, fair. a few times already this year. Uh, with mixed results but I, I like betting I like the idea of betting on them as a play against the Giants and a game with a low total having to cover um, a win by a field goal or more so yeah, I like it too also the, the Ravens and I know it's scary to go against the Bills but I just think this line should be not I see I agree the Bills should be favored but a full three I'll, I'll take Lamar Jackson who's playing very well and the Ravens. Obviously concerned about the Ravens' defense, who even struggled with the Patriots' offense, who we don't think high of. But the Bills have a lot of injuries on both sides of the ball, whether it's the offensive line. I mean, we talked about the Dolphins being on the field for, for 90 plays defensively. The Bills' offense looked gassed and tired, and they weren't able to finish drives, and the reason they lost the game, despite outgaining Miami by 285 yards. So I think the injuries kind of are going to catch up to the Bills here, and I like the Ravens as a, as a home underdog in this spot. And all the, the big stat that everyone's talking about is how bad the bills are in one score games and if you trust that stat and if, if you kind of look back and say yeah the bills have not been good in one score games sprinkle a little bit on that ravens money line then if, if you think it's going to be close Definitely. and god knows the ravens played in their fair share of really close games where they somehow find a way to eke out a victory ravens money line here i don't think is is the worst play you can make for sunday yeah i mean if it gets below three to two and a half then then sure but if you can get capture plus three at, at, at minus 110 which i don't know if that's available right now but i know it was available early in the week i would just take the plus three because we know how often an nfl game lands exactly on three and it's nice to have that in your back pocket especially if the game goes to overtime all right, NFL teaser time. Don't be a tease, Nate. I know we look both look good in our quarter zips, matching quarter zips. Don't be a tease. What are, what are some teasers you're liking? I, I have one, and I think you have one too. So Broncos mentioned kind of the reasons there. If I like them to win the game, then yeah. teasing them up to plus 8.5 if they stay at 2.5 makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Even if the Raiders do cover this game, I don't think they're going to win by more than one possession. And then it's a it's maybe not the true traditional teasers because it's not only going through one key number three but just teasing the eagles down from six and a half to a half to win the game against the jacksonville jaguars and obviously i've been very impressed with what the jaguars have done this year i've also been impressed with what the eagles have done this year and i just feel like this line might be a little bit too short because jacksonville's getting a lot of credit being the colts destroying the chargers out and destroying both teams really but now they have to travel back again to Philly after being in L.A. last year. I know it's the Doug Peterson, you know, maybe revenge game, a team that he led them to the Super Bowl and then got fired three years later. However, I just think Jacksonville is if – you're, if you're betting Jacksonville, it's just kind of the, the peak of their existence right now where they're getting a lot of buzz and they're getting upgraded, and I can see them kind of – 
playing a little bit of flat spot or coming out flat, and that's okay. If you lose to Philly and you, you tell them that you started 2-2 two and two and the rest of the division is, it looks what it is, the Titans and Colts struggling, and they play each other this week, but they know they're very alive to win the AFC South. It's a long season. If they don't win this game, uh, I don't think they're going to be, you know, too. It probably means a lot for Doug Peterson to win, but it's one of those matchups you want to see how good you are against the best team, too. right? So, yeah, and those matchups, you're you're kind of okay losing if you lose in a good way, which could mean them covering but not winning, which is why it's great for the tees. Basically, so before the Herbert injury, this line or for the Jaguars Chargers was Chargers minus seven. I think what we've learned is is Philly is definitely a better team than the than the Chargers or, or at least equal. And I think that asking the Eagles to win is just they're very likely to win the game. So yeah. maybe not cover the the six and a half. I could see why uh, I'd be a little bit uh, tempt, like you know, a little bit uh, scared, I guess, to bet the Eagles in a, in a total that's coming down to, from uh, forty seven to forty six. But I, I do think Philly is very likely to win the game. And there's definitely other teaser candidates, but uh, there's also. I'm I'm not sure about some of them in terms of like the the Cardinals and the Falcons. Cardinals are mine. The Falcons, yeah. So we'll go on with that. So I've kind of been rambling here as as, but Eagles for sure and Broncos. Yeah, Cardinals are mine. Uh, Eagles are my other leg for the teaser. So you have the Eagles down to minus a half, and now you're gonna have the Cardinals, who I think are now plus a half. I got them at plus two, so I was able to tease them to plus eight. It's still fine to do a six point teaser, make it seven and a half. You still tease through the key numbers of three and seven. Yep. I, it's it's more of a tease, not in favor of the Cardinals, but against the Panthers. No matter if Christian McCaffrey plays or not, because there is buzz and, and talk. You know, he's missed the past couple of practice days, and you said it too. And I and I believe the same about McCaffrey probably going to play. There's probably a high chance he plays. He's been talked about him being on the injury report and how upset it makes him. I think he is probably going to play in this game in some form or another. But the Panthers haven't really showed me they can dominate teams, and they got. Lucky against a bad Saints team in terms of extending their score. I, I don't think they're going to be able to beat the Cardinals by more than a touchdown. I, I just don't think that's possible. Um, so that that's why it makes sense that the line is one and a half. The Panthers just aren't a team and haven't been a team this season that dominate teams. And that's why I like this teaser number. It gets it to a key number of eight, key number of seven and a half for the Cardinals. Keeps it within that one score, which I think the, the Panthers can win, but I, I doubt that they blow them out. Yep. So that that's my teaser. Cardinals to eight, plus eight. Eagles to minus a half. I feel pretty confident about that one. I like the Broncos. Eagles won as well, but the Eagles should win. Absolutely should win. Best bet time? Yep, let's do it. All right, let's finish it off. Best bets. Week five, college football. Week four, the NFL. We each got a college football play and an NFL play, which we both agree on, too, which is kind of unique for our best bets. But I think we feel pretty confident in this NFL bet. I'll start with college football. Iowa team total under 15 and a half. Iowa stinks, Nate. Iowa's offense is terrible. They can't play. They can't score. Now, you may say, oh, they scored 27 points in a row, two weeks in a row. Okay, against Rutgers, two defensive touchdowns, three turnovers that could have led to some more scoring for them. So realistically, they scored 13 offensive points. They scored 27 against Nevada. Nevada's a god-awful team. They're a bad college football team. Scoring 27 against them is no incredible feat. And then before that, they scored seven against Iowa State. So this, this is just not a good offensive team. So for them to score two touchdowns and a field goal against one of the better defenses in college football in Michigan. And eh, I don't think that's going to happen. So I'm going to go Iowa team total under 15 and a half. 
my college play, and I shared this, saved this for the end, but Mississippi State minus three and a half against Texas A&M. If yeah. you can try to get minus three, I think it could get there on game day. But a fade against Texas A&M and their lackluster offense, they have had the quarterback change from Haynes King to Max Johnson, but it's still a lot of issues for Jimbo Fisher's offense. A team that only scored 17 points against Miami two weeks ago, and then that Miami team gave up 45 points in Middle Tennessee last week. And then last week against Arkansas, they got down early, 14 nothing. They were about to go down 21-7, and then a fumble – that led to a, a crazy recovered recovery for a touchdown and return. Got Texas Tech or A&M back in the game and kind of flipped the momentum of the game, and they end up winning in kind of lucky fashion. So now first true road test against a solid Mississippi State team. You could also make the case Alabama's on deck, so A&M shouldn't be looking ahead, but there is that distraction in the rear mirror with the uh, the feud between Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban that we saw this summer. So like Mississippi State a lot in this game and uh, going to use them for the best bet, we'll grade it at minus 3.5. And, and then NFL, we're both on the, on the 49ers. Operation Fade the Rams. 49ers now minus 1.5. I like it even more for Monday Night Football. We're taking a 49ers team with Jimmy Garoppolo coming off a pretty bad game. This is, this is a bad game for them. And yep. I think they are too good of a team with Kyle Shanahan to have two bad games in a row. And we know how good Kyle Shanahan is against the Rams. Yep, has had a lot of success against Sean McVay. It didn't work out in the NFC Championship last year, but that game yeah, could have gone either way. But the last six regular season games, Shanahan has gotten the better McVay. So I think there's something there schematically where his offenses do have success against the Rams. And on the other side, the 49ers defense should be able to get a pass rush against a Rams offensive line that really struggled with the Bills uh, in week one, what we saw three weeks ago. So, like the 49ers here, minus one and a half, a short money line. I think for grading purposes, we'll go minus one and a half. But yeah. I think we get a, a nice bounce back game from Jimmy G. It might be lower scoring, what the, the total indicates, but I think that's more because San Francisco's defense should be able to play very well against Stafford and the uh, Rams' offense in this game. Plus, it's in San Francisco, and I think the, the Niners. You can argue they're the better team, so only getting minus one and a half is a is a nice way to end the week on Monday for Monday Night Football. 49ers minus one and a half. All right. Those are our best bets. Looking good. I like it. We're eight and nine uh, on best bets. This is the weekend that we get positive, Nate. Over 500. I'm ready. This is, this is the time. We break away fear on the Sharp Lessons podcast. So good luck to everybody. Again, those best bets. Mississippi State, Iowa team total under 15 and a half, 49ers. 49ers, 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 49ers. Let's go. Let's go, San Francisco. Uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. You can find uh, our best bets at Stadium Bets if you if you miss some of the episodes and go back and listen on Tuesday as well. Uh, good luck to everyone, and we'll see you next week.